You're listening to the Manna from Heaven podcast with James T. Murkison. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast where we hope to inspire you, to encourage you, and to hopefully push you to the destiny that God has for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And thank you again for listening to Manna from Heaven. Join me, uh, if you would, we're going to look at two different verses tonight to set the stage for our teaching. Uh, The first will be Psalms 37, verse 4, Psalm 37, verse 4. I want you to find that, then bookmark that, and then also find your way to Matthew 7, Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to focus again on verses 7, and then now we're going to add verse 8. Uh, So again, Psalms 37, verse 4, bookmark that, and we're going to refer to these tonight, and then Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. I'm reading from the New King James Translation, so it, again, it may sound a little different than yours, but it's my prayer each night, every Sunday, that we all leave with the same understanding. So let's go into the Word of God. Psalm 37, verse 4 says, Uh, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. All right. That's delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. All right. Now, let's transition now to Matthew 7, verse 7. And we're familiar with this. It's. What we studied a few weeks ago, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Then verse 8 says, for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Okay, so we've been teaching over the last few weeks about supply and demand. So we're going again, as we've been doing continually to, to remind you, to refresh you about what supply and need is based on Philippians four nineteen, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So let's deal with that word supply. I believe repetition leads to retention. And so the more we repeat these definitions and the more we go over what supply is and the more we go over what need is then we can understand what God is trying to do and get to each and every one of us okay so what is supply supply means to make replete it means to cram into a net okay supply means to level up it means to furnish to satisfy God is When he supplies, it levels you up. It it satisfies a need. And we're going to deal with that tonight. Supply means to complete, to fill up, to be or make full. Okay. And as God supplies you, as God gives you supply, it's always more than enough. God is heavy handed that way. He always fills you up. 
with more than you in a lot of ways more than you asked for supply is something in stock or on hand or available okay and then we've been teaching us and driving us home god has already made provision for your every need i need you to keep note on this one tonight it's going to really matter god has already made provision for your every need i need somebody to go ahead and say that out loud god has already made provision for my every need make it personal because you have to know that when god made provision for you he made he foresaw what you needed before you even knew you needed it and he made provision for it okay so what is need what is need let's de let's again define what need is need is to take for one's use Nothing God creates for us here on earth is for him. It's for us. It's for us to make use for. A need is to act toward one in a given manner. A need means to employ or to want. So when you need, when you express need to God, you employ heaven's angels. You employ the provision, the supply of God. A need is a lack of something requisite, desirable or useful. OK, it's something that you can use, something you're desiring, something you're requiring that you don't have at the time. That's what a need is. A need is a necessary duty or obligation. This is going to matter as well tonight. A need is a necessary duty or obligation. So when there is a need, it then becomes God's necessary duty, his obligation to meet that need. A need is an urgent want as of something. Here's that word again, required. All right. A need also is a condition requiring supply or relief. To have a need means you require something to be supplied. You require relief. Okay. We can, again, we can teach this and keep expressing it until it, until we all get it. You can't out need God supply. There is every single last one of us can go to God with all of our need. And not deplete God's supply. We can't do it. God has more than enough. More than enough for you. More than enough for me. More than enough for all of us combined. So don't ever feel like I can't take this to God. Or I'm taking too much to God. You can't out need his supply. Alright. And so. Then we, we, we learned, and we're going to touch on again this, but I, again, if you're listening for the first time, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous weeks. Uh, this is now our 13th week of this teaching, and we, we really have been breaking this uh, supply and demand teaching down. And one of the weeks we spent a lot of time on Matthew 7, 7, which talked about ask, seek, and knock. 
We won't go into as great a detail tonight as we did with that particular teaching, but I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But what we learn is to ask means to call for an answer. It means to make a request of, to try to get by using words. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Some of us, we need to open up our mouths more to God and let him know what it is we have need of. To ask is derived from the word atio, the Greek word atio, which means to crave for. It means to beg. How bad do you want it? To ask means to desire and to require or demand. Okay. And then we transition from ask to seek. To seek means to go in search of or quest of, to find or discover by searching or questioning, to try to acquire or gain or to aim at. So when you're seeking, you're putting legs on your faith. Seeking means you you are aiming at something. Faith has to have a target. And so when you go seeking, then your faith has targeted a thing. And then that's what you're going after. Seek is derived from the Greek word zetio. Zetio means to be about. It's more than just talking about it. It's being about it. To seek means to look after or for means. It means here's the, here's an action word. It means to go. And when you seek, God says seeking means you are asking with diligence. And we all know it. When you really want something bad enough, you don't stop. That's diligence. Seeking means you are asking with determination, which means you, you're not letting no stop you. Seeking means you're asking with a fervent desire. That, that, that is so pressing on you that you're going to press through disappointments. You're going to press through uh, difficulty to get to the thing that you're believing God for. And then we learn about knocking. To knock means to strike with a sharp blow. It means to drive force or make by or ask if by so striking. Derived from the Greek word kroo, which means to collide with something. To strike a sounding blow with the fist. It means knuckles or anything hard, especially on a door, window or the like, as in seeking admittance calling attention to or giving a signal. And we learned that knocking is built in with expectation. When you knock, you expect certain things. What do you expect? You expect someone to hear you. You expect someone to answer you and you expect someone to open or to give you access. That's why you knock. You don't knock for any other reason. And so, again, we're now in part 13. This is our 13th week of supply and demand. And tonight we're going to deal with how God supplies the need and then meets the need. How God supplies the need and then meets the need. 
And so again, we want to we want to um, want prayerfully you're going to see that there's a tie-in with our, our text tonight, and you're going to see how uh, Psalm 37 and 4, you know, match up with what we're dealing with, as well as with Matthew 7 and 7. And so tonight, uh, we want to focus on need, we'll focus on need tonight. And my, my, my ch charge tonight, my focus tonight is to help us to understand need. Help us to truly understand need so that we can understand why some of us um, are pushing for certain things, wanting certain things. A lot of times you can want a thing and don't really know why you're wanting it. And, and we're going to find out that, you know, a lot of that is because, you know, God has put something in you that he wants you to pursue. OK, but before we dive into into the real heavy pieces of that. Uh, we're going to talk about need from this perspective and everybody needs to know this. We all have universal or basic needs that have to be supplied for. Let me say that again. We all have universal or basic needs that have to be supplied for. We, we all do. All right. So we're going to examine what those universal or basic needs are so that we can understand um, what what that means to us. OK. And so what are these universal needs? The first one that we want to deal with is the universal need for provision. The universal need for provision. Look, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from doesn't matter your background. We all have a universal need for provision. Let's show it to you in the word of God. Go with me to Matthew 6 verses 25 and 26. And we're going to see why this is important. And then we're going to see a different type of need after we deal with these universal needs. OK, so Matthew 6 verse 25. This is Jesus teaching about not worrying right and so it's within this context that we'll understand how we all have universal needs matthew 6 verse 25 says therefore i say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing Look at verse 26, verse 26. Jesus says, look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? I want to put a pin in that for a moment because it's in verse 26 that really should speak to us tonight. Jesus is saying, look at the birds. They, they, they don't they don't go and work. The birds don't clock in and clock out. The, the birds don't uh, get a check every two weeks or get paid once a month. The birds, they neither sow nor reap. 
Yet the word of God says your heavenly father feeds them. Because there's a universal need for provision. And then you got to see this. You got to see this. He asks the question at the end of verse 26. Are you not of more value than they? So what Jesus is trying to drive home here is if I'll take care of the needs of an animal. As it pertains to provision, then you have to know I will take care of your need. As a human being. If I will feed them. You got to know I'm going to feed you because you are more value to me than they are. All right. So so it's important for us to see that. But now let's look at. Stay in Matthew six and now let's look at verse thirty one and thirty two. Again, Jesus is trying to drive home why we shouldn't worry about certain things. So look at what he says here. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Verse 32, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So Jesus, in in sharing with us in verses 31 and 32 of Matthew 6, he's telling us everyone has the same universal needs. Everyone has the same need for provision. Just because you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make you any different than the unsaved. They need provision just like we do. Doesn't matter if you're white, black, doesn't matter if you're Latino, doesn't matter if you're Asian. We all have that same universal need for provision. It doesn't matter if you're human or an animal. We all share that basic need for provision. It's universal. Okay, so so what's another universal need? Let's look at what another universal need is. The next universal need is the universal need for healing. Again, whether you're saved or unsaved, whether you are good or evil, whether you are faithful or unfaithful, we all will at some point in our lives need to be healed. We'll need the supply of healing that God has. Let's show you in the word of God. We dealt with this last week. Matthew 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan. Now, the word of God tells us she's a woman of Canaan to let us know this is a woman that's outside of Israel. This is a woman that is, quote unquote, unsaved. This is a woman that does not that is not part of the kingdom of God, if you will. But it says here, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him. She cried out to Jesus saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. So again, we're seeing with this Canaanite woman, a person who is seeking the supply of healing that God has through Jesus. She, like the centurion, 
were, were both considered people of great faith. Jesus used those words to describe them in talking to them. And he expressed the fact that they showed great faith, something he's looking for in his people. But yet they got what they needed from God, which was a healing for a loved one. Why? Because we all have that basic need. We all have that universal need for provision. And we have that universal need for healing. And then there's a third one we want to deal with. And that third universal need is the universal need for love. The universal need for love. We all, again, it doesn't matter if you are saved or unsaved, good or evil. And we're going to show you this in the word of God. We all have that basic need for love. Go with me to Luke chapter six. We're going to prove this. Jesus, uh, he's both training and rebuking his disciples in Luke six. He's talking about loving your enemies. And he poses a he, he poses a question in Luke 632. It says, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Jesus said, you, you don't get you don't get heavenly credit for loving people that love you back. Watch this. Look at what he says here. For even sinners love those who love them. So Jesus is showing us in that text that even Non-believers, even those that don't follow God, trust God, don't go to church, don't don't do any of that. They still have a basic need for love because it's a universal need. It's something we all desire and it's something that we all can get from the supply that is God. Because God is our supply. God is the source of our supply. Okay. And so we just got to make sure that we understand that when it comes to certain needs that we all have them, they're universal. We all have the universal need for provision. We all have that same universal need for healing. And we all have that same universal need for love from God. And if we seek it, God will give it to us. Okay. But now we want to transition because there's a different type of need that we need to deal with tonight. And those are purpose specific needs, purpose specific needs. Now, pastor, what are you talking about? What are, what are purpose specific needs? I'm glad you asked. I know somebody asked it. What are purpose specific needs? These are needs that are directly connected to the purpose God has for you. Okay. Purpose specific needs are unique to you and to what God wants to do through you. All right. And this will prayerfully make sense in a moment. God has a specific purpose for your life. And when you line up with his purpose for your life, you'll find that you have certain needs that align with that purpose. Let's give you some biblical examples. Um, God has a specific purpose for Noah. He wanted Noah to build an ark. 
He was about to destroy the entire world and everybody in it. And he was going to use Noah and his family to replenish the earth, to repopulate the earth. And so his specific purpose for Noah was to build an ark. So with that, in order for Noah to do that, Noah needed supply. He needed wood. He needed other materials in order to build that ark. And so he had purpose specific needs that God had to meet in order for him to fulfill the purpose God had for his life. Give you another biblical example. God had a specific purpose for Solomon. He selected Solomon to build his temple. Solomon's daddy, David, King David wanted to do it, but God turned him down, said, no, you have blood on your hands. You are a man of war, but I selected your son Solomon to be the one to build a temple. So in order for Solomon to build this temple so that God's presence could reside in it and God's people could worship in it, he had specific needs that had to be met in order for that purpose to be fulfilled. So what did God do? God used his daddy, King David, and the leaders around King David and the people of Israel, and they all gave in enormous amounts gave in materials, they gave financially, they gave in, in every way so that Solomon's purpose specific need to build the kingdom, to build the, the palace, to build the uh, tabernacle for God could be realized. And so prayerfully, as you're listening today and as you're as we're teaching through this tonight, you'll recognize and understand um, that you have purpose specific needs as well that God wants to uh, wants to use you for and that he's going to supply that need so that you can fulfill the purpose that he has for you.